Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into our podcast, but we know you may have an idea for your own podcast and that's why we are recommending you go get Anchor. Mm-hmm. You can create your own podcast and then like maybe have us on as guests. You should definitely have us on. For oh, we're, we're, I just checked our calendar. We're busy, Ooh. Oh, but we're available on this day. We can pencil okay, we'll you be, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we in. can do it. Okay, we, we it. said yes. Forget it. I don't like your ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anchor is the system we use and it's got a lot of cool tools. You can actually, it's kind of a one-stop shop place where you can go, you can record, edit everything, even implement songs from Spotify into your podcast. Mm-hmm. And what I like about it the most, to be honest, is that it makes us money and I love money. And it also is free, which is kind of like, you know, you save money. It's like I think that's the biggest money. thing is like it's free. So you don't have to worry about like paying any kind of fee or signing up for thing. And they do everything for you. So... You can go there. They will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other places your family are going to ignore you on. So uh, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started for free. Mm-hmm. Did we mention it's free? Free and you make money. You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. Your family will ignore you. That's we're, true. It cuts to the core. We're not, we're not going to be on your podcast. Come on, kids, now gather round. Grab along and sit right down. What's that smell? What's that sound? You're on fire, now hit the ground. It's the campfire shit show. And now, your camp counselors, Bo Hufford and Mero Climo. You taking a picture of you? I'm taking a video. Oh, you are? Oh my God! We are back. <laughs> I don't think anyone noticed. No, nobody noticed. <laughs> but we're back. Okay, tell me everything. <sighs> okay. I don't want to hear anything off mic. I want to hear all this for the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we, we you literally just walked in and said, "Don't say a goddamn thing." I've missed you. You've been gone. Where have you been? Tell me everything. Yeah, so I went away for uh, 17 days, which is actually a very long time. Yeah, it sounded. It sounded you know, very when long. you think about, I'm gonna go away for a week. Uh, yeah, it, it's like you're gone and you're back, and it's like whew, that went right. fast. But 17, it was really 18 days. I was like, that feels like a month. You know, it's mm-hmm. practically a month. And it just, I was gone in hotels and moving. And uh, so I traveled over to Japan uh, for that time. You know, I, I so what did you need to go for? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm still not sure where you It's funny. Went. A lot of people ask me, like, you go to <laughs> Japan a lot. And, I, I, you, you know, I'm sure they think I'm some weeaboo. They think I'm some crazy, like, uh, dragon chaser. I'm out there trying to get the ladies. But Oh, is that what um, they call a weeaboo? Yeah, it's like a white person who's obsessed with Japanese really? culture, but doesn't understand the actual culture. They're just uh, obsessed with Asian oh, things. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. anime or like girls. I feel like a <laughs> lot of guys that I know are that way. I don't know. Oh. Like a lot of like the white smart yeah. boys seem to it's like Asian. It's funny. Uh, when I'm in Japan and I walk in the streets, you, you know a lot of times I'm traveling outside of Tokyo and you see a lot less travelers, a lot less tourists, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, it's funny when I see another person who clearly is from Europe or America, I'm like, get away from here. <laughs> I'm the only one allowed. You Cause know? it's probably very obvious when you're, Oh yeah. There we see each other. We kind of side eye each other. Uh-huh. It always happens. And it's, I, it makes my heart hurt a little bit when I see like a single white dude walking the streets of Tokyo know. and I'm like, mm-hmm. It didn't work out for him yeah, well here. Yeah, what are you doing over here? It's like, no, it, yeah, it didn't work out with On Hinge.com like, or something. Yeah, in, yeah, in the U.S. And so he's like, well, maybe I'll go to Japan. Now, do the women just like want to scoop you up over there? Uh, You know, American men typically are a little bit more out 
outgoing mm-hmm. and a little bit more uh, bold in their presentation. So like uh, we're here. Like bold in their presentation? Well, like, I, I like mean a like, flasher. okay, so men in Japan are a little bit more feminine. Yeah. And uh, also like more are meek? so, are so yeah, busy with work and with uh, focusing on their career and just a little bit more shy. And then, you know, someone like me comes into the room like, yeah. hey, everybody, are we going to party or what? Right. And, and they're the like, and like, they're like, oh my God, he touched my shoulder. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. It's just, and of course that's not the blanket for all people, but I think for most people, they're pretty surprised at how social I am. Right. And my friend Kage, who actually brings me over to Japan to work with his company, uh, he was like, yeah, a lot of my artists tell me like, I want to be like Bo. And and I was like, oh my God, you should tell them that they should stop saying that. They're a wea bows. (laughs) (laughs) You should start your own category. (laughs) They all want to be like They're a bunch of wea bows. Now, what is the company? So so, so the company is, you know, I did drew characters for a long time here Mm -hmm. in the States, uh, moving around the country. And my job was to go into a park that maybe was failing a little bit or struggling. Uh And then I would become the manager uh, take over, change everything, clean it up, make more money, and then get the fuck out of there and go to another park. And I did that for about 15 years. And my last park here in the States was at SeaWorld of San Diego, which is why I'm here. I did that for five years. Uh, you know, changed a lot of things and added stands, removed stands, hired new people, trained them differently. And so my friend Kage, who I met through an art organization, uh, runs the largest character company in Japan. Oh. And so... Uh, he took what he learned and went back. He was here in San Diego, went back to Japan, started his own company. And there it's very different. Characters there is like, instead of being at a mall or a theme park, they have their own location, almost like you would go to Starbucks to get a coffee. Uh-huh. Like in a row of many shops in Tokyo, you'll just stop by. I'm like, oh, here's a character store. And you go in and you can get... Uh, commission done of you and your family you can do it from photos you can do it live it's like so is it more like boards. highbrow kind of the narrative it's here, definitely or? considered a much higher uh art form yeah there, which is very exciting when you 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 know when i worked in theme parks for so many years you're dealing with the lowest common yes. denominator a lot right and uh so going there it's like they look at you like oh my god you are wow. a famous person kind of thing uh-huh uh, and everyone just respects artwork, art, and design there, I think, a little bit more as a general audience. Mm-hmm. They just really uh, are excited about it. So he does it really well, but he's been doing it for about 10 or so years, maybe more. And uh, he brought me out to look at the locations that he has. He has 28 locations across all of Japan. And so we traveled through Bullet Train and went to Sendai and oh Kyoto gosh. and Kobe and... Uh, Lots of different places in Tokyo, and it was just really great. Um, and so I would go in, look at the location. How can we change it? What do you guys not see that a new, fresh set of eyes will see? And then I would just make those changes. You know, sometimes it'd be like, get rid of all of this, repaint this wall, change the way that you lay this room out because the flow of traffic doesn't make sense. And they'd be like, oh my god, yes. Wow, and so Bo. that's what I was doing over there. And then also helping them just in uh, how to manage artists managing other artists you know how to teach people how to train other artists because it's a hard thing it's when you're a business person you understand business right right when you're an artist you've most of the time i don't i don't find a lot of artists who are like i'm great at art i'm the best in my field and also i'm a great business yeah usually they need like a business partner somebody to to kind of help them through that or a company to be affiliated with so do they are most of his artists like full-time yes he he has to pay them japan's uh laws of 
employment are very interesting. Once you hire someone, you're hiring them uh, as a full-time person. And to fire them, it's close to impossible. Like if someone comes in and says, I don't want to do my job anymore, unless they're willing to quit, it's very difficult to really? fire. Like he has one person there now that he's dealing with who I was just like, get rid of him. And he's like, yeah, I can't. I can't get rid of him. Even though the guy's like has a bad attitude. He's kind of rude to guests. And it's just like the laws there are so against helping that kind of situation. Huh. Is it because they like they hold work in such a high regard? Or like, I, I, mean, don't I, don't, I don't totally understand it. I tried to get mm. that that answer, but it was very interesting. But a long story short, I spent uh, 10 days working and traveling with him. Mm-hmm. And it was like all day, every day. Great time, though. At night, we take the employees out, get to know them. And it was a lot of fun. Go karaoke. And, That's really fun. Uh, go Did you to stay little with him? Bars. We stayed in hotels. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. So he flies me over. All posh and great and wonderful, oh and I, it's a great getaway. And I love Tokyo. I've loved Japan since the minute I got there, years and years and years ago. Are the Japanese hotels like <clears throat> neat and orderly? Like how Absolutely. you like? It? I can and they're very small. Being... They're very small. Yeah. Like imagine your bathroom, and it's probably twice the size of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's very small. It's the size of a a bed and a bathroom, and the bathroom is very small. And the bed is a queen size bed and it's got about two extra feet on all sides. But it doesn't have the Marriott photos of like a harbor in Boston. No. With, you know, the <laughs> no, American no, flag no. like JFK. It's, not, being it's not like that because hotels are considered different there. They're just a place to sleep. Yeah. It's not they don't expect this posh like huge room with a couch and three TVs and you're not at the you know whatever the pendry or whatever you fucking think. That's you so call cool. It. Did you feel jet lag? I feel jet like now. You do? I never do going there because I get there and then the next day I'm up at four in the morning walking the streets going, I'm in Japan. Aww. You know, when you're really excited about being yes. in Japan. So we did that 10 days and then it was really rad because on the 10th day um, I got to, I mean, I really did get to see some cool stuff. So, so one of my favorite artists, uh, he had a gallery show there and I went and saw it. This Japanese artist that does the the characters for Suntory. Do you know Suntory, the alcohol company? Mm-mm. Really great. And uh, saw some friends, got some great food. And then on the 10th day, uh, Brittany, my Yay. girl, she flies in. That's a long, expensive booty call. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she has never been to Japan, but had it had been her lifelong dream to go to. Oh, my gosh. She's a chef. Yes. I, I know I've mentioned yep. that. And so she was so excited about all the interesting foods and the culture and the idea. And I just knew after knowing her for a year, I was like, oh, she's going to lose her fucking mind. Uh-huh. And she did. She was just like. Oh fucking fuck! This place is amazing. <laughs> I like. I think Brittany might like. She's not here now. Is she still no, there? No, no, Did she, she decide to live there or something? <laughs> she like, said that. She's like, I'm not going back. Yeah. But I think what's great about the the culture that works for uh, her and I so well is it's a good blend of traditional uh, culture and calm, respect, um, delicate things, right? Yeah. Clean, neat. Yes. It's Virgo, styling. Virgo it's, land. It's yeah. Virgo land. Yep. But then it matches that with like the crazy like super weird uh and like vibrant colors future, and future yeah. like cute cartoony uh-huh. kind of life and it squashes them together and so at every turn you're like i'm at peace i'm going crazy yeah. you know and uh it's just a lot of fun and we had just the best time it was like every day was like dun, 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 doing so many that's fucking so cool things. and that's so cool that you have already been there so you could show her things yeah, that you and, like and, and, and i was telling her like this time uh, i really felt like i knew what the hell i was doing uh, on the train system, I kind of know the train system because it takes you some time to learn any system mm-hmm. like that, any metro. And uh, because I've been there so many times, uh, 
I only I'm usually only there for a week. It's hard to learn it so well. Right. But this time being there a little bit longer and having that in my past, I I just we cracked right into it. And she lived in San Francisco before, so she's used to train systems. Yes. It's a little bit different. The thing here is like there was never not one time in the uh, eight days we were there was a train late. It was always on fucking time. <laughs> and every train is clean and there's no graffiti and there's no scratches on the window. Nobody jumps on the train and says, I just like to get everybody's attention. I'm selling candy bars. You know, it's like none of that <laughs> shit. Everyone's people, quiet. Like, urinating and Japan is so crazy in this way where uh, nobody uh, turns their cell phone sound on. Nobody talks on speakerphone. Nobody's ringer ever goes off. You never hear any of that. It's all very peaceful and everyone's very respectful. Because there's so many people in a right. small place. Yeah. You've got to have some sort of like order. Order, yeah. Yep. Uh yeah, and whenever someone I heard sound on a train or in the street, I'm like, yep, they're not in from America, here. You turned around yep, and they're playing yeah, like yeah. it's somebody on speakerphone, like on, on Facetime. Yeah. Like, I'm out here, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm just in the graveyard. I'm at the funeral home. I'm just talking. It's like, oh my god. But uh, it was um, it was fantastic. We went karaoke. We went to so many itzakayas. You know, little bars. We have food and appetizers. We tried all types of crazy shit, weird snacks, flavored. You know. Just the weirdest stuff. Like she bought a bag of soft shell crabs that were in the snack aisle and they were actually little mini crabs and you have to eat the whole thing. Like the shell? They're they're dried. Uh And and then she said she she tried it and she's like, it's sweet. Why is it sweet? It was the weirdest thing, but you've got all kinds of crazy flavors. Oh, I could just imagine as a chef, her mind was probably blown. Like that's so crazy to yeah. go to a whole different land of Completely foods. Completely different. Have, yeah, Completely. that's really cool. Yeah, and I mean, I drank so much beer and Japanese whiskey, which is my absolute favorite thing in the world, uh, is so cheap there. Like here, you can't even get a, a bottle of Yamazaki, uh, which is, in my opinion, the best Japanese whiskey. And there, it was like six dollars a glass. Here, it's about fifty-five dollars a glass. So stupid. And I, I just, I bought two bottles Man. and I brought them back. It was just like, fuck, these are cheap. It'd be so cool if you could do like a yearly visit there. Like if it's like, uh, oh, every, I've talked about yeah, it. Yeah. Every February I just yeah. come and we went to, uh, we went to a sex shop. Yeah. Oh my God. The sex shop there is, is so different. It's like 50, 50 split. There's enough stuff for men and enough stuff for women. It's not like one sided. Uh-huh. Like usually when you go to sex shops, there's, I don't know. It's just kind of one sided. But it was crazy. Some of them are double-sided. But what, <laughs> yeah, yeah but it so is. Many... And it's also like there's a ton of stuff I really wouldn't use. It almost feels like there's a lot of novelty. Yeah. Like Hustler has yeah. things that I'm like, oh, I really God. think that a very minimal population would use this. There were so many like fake pocket pussies. Like there was like 300 different girls molded vaginas that you could get. So if you like this girl, you got that one. Here it's like there's, you go to a store, it's like they have like 10. Yeah, and it's all like Jenna Jameson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go there. Well, you're really out of time there. Jenna Jameson's been a... <laughs> really? Yeah, I it's don't been know. a while. Also, a while. Akira. There you go. There just, you go. Um, Yeah, and so there it's like, there's like a, a fucking room full of these things. So you can just pick whatever girl. It's crazy. But you know what they had is yeah. used underwear in packages that you could buy. And I just still think that's the weirdest Ew, thing. that is very, very It's weird. really weird. Do they wash? They don't even launder them? Why would you buy a laundry? I don't know. Does yeah. it, are they next to the soft shell crabs? <laughs> <laughs> the soft shell crabs come inside the underwear? I'm also getting used to just, I'm also getting used to like, uh, getting used to like the radio part of like not every ending every sentence with like a joke so please, <laughs> like honestly punch me in the face i'm trying to have like a normal conversation i'm just like and then it's like and now we're out <laughs> like i really i'm annoying myself <laughs> uh one funny thing that happened is yeah. you know 
I don't know. I don't speak Japanese. I speak very like minimal Japanese. I know the words that I need to know to get by, uh, because it, I'm always able to communicate with body language, you yeah. know, yep. always. And so I can convey what I'm trying to say. And so it makes it harder, especially when you're going there for a week at a time every year. Uh, it's hard to learn a whole language and keep it going. So I've learned enough, but, um, there's always this funny thing, like people come up to me because I'm sure like we do look at Japanese or Asian people. You've heard this before, like, oh, they all look the same, yes, right? Yes, yep. But you don't realize that they kind of think the same thing. Right. We all look and like so, David Hasselhoff. Or yeah, like- well, well <laughs> I've had several people come up to me and go, a Bruce Willis <laughs> like that. And I'm like... <laughs> Bruce Willis. I could kind of see that though, bald. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it, yeah, it's just bald. You know, Samuel L. Jackson. You know, <laughs> and so anyway, I know that that saying that like putting an O on the end of any word kind of sounds racist. Uh-huh. It, right, right. And so, of course, I don't say words <laughs> like that when I'm in Japan. It's ridiculous. But I was at this really cute bar. It's like this 80-year-old bar and it's like very classic. And like I was so excited to go and have a nice mixed drink because they're famous for cocktails. And uh, I go and luckily I had a pocket Wi-Fi. And I was going to say a so, pocket. No, no, no. So I could get a pocket pussy <laughs> yeah. Wi-Fi. Yeah, I picked and one so of the 20. I go to the bar and I'm like, oh, I really want to order a cocktail. So uh, the guy kind of looks at me. I, we clearly understand that neither of us can speak the other person's language. And I'm like, okay, uh, okay, I'm going to pull out my translator because I just went on Google Translate. And I, and I was like, um, how do you say cocktail? But there wasn't a Japanese word for cocktail. So I'm like, okay. I tried to order it just with my, like, uh, can you make a mixed drink? He uh-huh. goes, uh, I don't, don't understand. And I was like, okay, okay. Oh, my God. That's my nightmare also being not able not to. So I'm order. like, okay, I'm going to look up mixed drink, okay, and see what it translates into. And I'm like, okay, no problem. Translate, translate, you know? And so I pull up my translator. I type in mixed drink. And the translation, no fucking kidding, is mixed drinko. And I was like, oh, come on. I can't do this. You went to like the racist translation. I I was like, I can't even say this. And I just look at Brit and I'm like, I'm not ordering that. I'm not going to be like, mixed drinko. I was like, I can't do it. I cannot fucking do it. So I just was like, do you know an old fashioned? He's like, Old fashioned old. <laughs> that is great. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So, you know, because you want to be you want to be careful. Like yeah. we, we can joke a lot here, but right. I never want to be a bad representation of an American in another country. Do you feel, though, that like, I mean, maybe this is my my uh, perception that's wrong, but I feel like I don't see them getting easily offended. Like they, they almost um, seem like they wouldn't they wouldn't like um, start from the, the end of being like offended. Like, how no, we are here. I, I think they're pretty uh, delicate. Um, they're pretty delicate though. Oh, are, I mean, yeah. because they, they have that tradition. It's like, you know, if you're an American and you walk into a restaurant and they take their shoes off, like they expect you to take your shoes off because that's the tradition uh, there. They yeah. don't, they don't have people walk around in their shoes. And so if you were like, I'm American, sorry, that's what you get, you know? Which actually brings me to another story yeah. real quick. Yeah. I was in this store called Don Quixote. And if you've been to Japan, it's pretty much the Walmart of Japan. Okay. But it's, you know, uh, in every little city. And people go and they get all their little gifts and things like that. And I'm there and we've checked out. And everyone's in a nice orderly line. And then you hear this big fucking like six foot four Austrian looking dude uh, is like, where do I pay? Where do I pay? Like that. And I just like, you know, me and my fucking yeah. Virgo yep. eyeballs. Yep. I'm just like, 
like lasered to him. I stop in my tracks. I'm just staring at him. And he's being so fucking rude. So rude. He's throwing his things at the cashier who is like so confused. Just trying to be like, yeah, uh, uh, no, there's arrows on the ground. Literally, oh, there are really? arrows painted on the ground to tell you where to go. Things are in English in certain places. And he's like, where do I put? Where? I was like, oh, my God. Brittany had to like kind of tug on my arm because I was like <laughs> ready to say like, get out of this country. <laughs> you know, because I'm so mortified that like. People will think that person is an American right. and then we will all get this bad rap Exactly, because it's so easy. Like I think about my parents in a small town and the, the ideas they have about other nationalities is a little dis- like a little like close minded. What would your dad do in Japan if he was? I don't know that my parents would make it. Right. Honestly. There's the ride. I just the- think so many people that long plane ride. Uh, trying to understand the system of the trains. Like, even if I was showing them where to go, I think they'd be like, oh, geez. I know. And isn't that funny? I feel like your parents are probably the same. My parents, like, don't show a deep desire to even, like, travel internationally. Yeah. Like, I was always like, why yeah. don't we, instead of always paying to San Diego, why right. don't we, like, plan a trip to right. Italy or... Let's take a, something yeah. to somewhere different and we can do that. Yeah, there doesn't yeah. seem to... Th- you th- want that, but if you got it, you'd be like, holy fuck. Yeah. Oh, if they wanted to go to, like... Yeah, if you went Coastal. to a, yeah, yeah, and with a place with another language, I think with that you would be parents. like, oh, oh my gosh, no, my dad would—he already God. like falls off every curb and everything, so I can't imagine <laughs> like <laughs> that happening in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like let's not stand on a cliff in Ireland. No, but we had uh, a really remarkable time, and I just want to say, like, uh, if I can describe, well, let, can I say one more? Can I, t- Bo, I, I want t- you to take up this whole. I, episode. I'm so sorry. I'm I so I have more things to tell you. Every day, every um, time you're gone for 17 days, you get the rest of the podcast. That's <laughs> I'm going to leave for 70 days. Yeah, I know. Um, Yeah. So one night, you know, anytime you go to a new country or anytime a new new city, really, you probably look up at things like, oh, things to do in Austin or Portland or Uh New York City. Uh, Best bars here. And so I looked up a couple of things and I'd heard through the grapevine that like there's this thing in Japan, in Tokyo specifically, uh, called the Robot Restaurant. Okay. And it's this uh, essentially, if I can not spoil this for you it's almost like uh medieval times in japan style like a so performance kind it, of thing it's like too, a or? dinner theater okay yep. right only you go and you show up and and very early i realized we get there it's supposed to be crazy just crazy lights and mirrors and insanity of this show of robots and just nuts neon <laughs> crap right and uh i get there and i'm like holy fuck this whole crowd Every American that's in Japan right now is in this room. Oh, no. Because you know they all like went on Yelpo or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was fucking. Everyone was white. Everyone was white. It was just like. Oh, no. So it wasn't like an authentic. No, no, no. It clearly was made for tours. And then I was like, ooh, I don't want to be here. But but we kind of chuckled off because we have fun doing whatever. Uh We we can take the, the goofy too. And there was one couple who was Japanese. I could tell that they were Japanese uh, across the way. But it's this whole experience where dancers come out. And it's almost like a if you could imagine uh, medieval times mixed with uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mixed with uh, somehow like like a Godzilla robot battle. That sounds amazing. It does. Right. And there's music and dancing and uh but it was funny. They take a couple breaks and they try to sell you stuff in between. They come out with like snacks and something, you know, get your hot dogs and things like <laughs> hot, that. Do they really yeah. sell hot dogs? Yeah, they did. Really? Oh, yeah. that's a travesty. There was one, there was this one kid. He, he was like, he was selling this thing called uh sparkle candy and he was just this 
white kid in a costume with a star on top of his head. <laughs> he was his whole face was a star, and he was just like had no emotion. He was just like sparkle candy, sparkle <laughs> candy, and we were laughing so hard. I took a picture of him. I'm also very impressed with your traveling and your lack of like Instagram storying and being annoying because I feel like oh yeah, if I like go to Target, I feel like that's five Instagram stories of like every part of my life. And you always go to these cool places, and you're I not think annoying. A couple about years ago, I just realized like I I'm so sick of watching people's like mundane lives try to be important yeah and i was like i don't need to post this it doesn't need to be part of my uh, experience is like i just did this thing and now i'm going to post about it because, because it's you important don't need through that yeah you I, don't, that's i so have cool. a I billion cool. photos that are awesome because yeah. i wanted to remember them but i don't need to post any of them that's very cool i like that there's a lot of people I, just, just to be clear i'm not better than anyone i'm just that's what i've chosen for myself right yeah, yeah you're definitely not better than anyone. Yeah, I, know, I know anyone not even like yeah. that so anyway with the star on his head not so even anyway him. we're at the robot restaurant and uh after the first break, I look over and the only two Japanese people have left and never come back. <laughs> they were clearly like, oh, no, this is not for us. And it was like, it was so bad. It was just a letdown and expensive. Really? It what, was expensive. Like, it was like like 100 bucks a ticket, I think. And so how does the dollar, what is the conversion? Like? It's actually pretty good. Right now, the dollar is worth uh, like a dollar eight or something like that. Did you spend there. a ton of money or no, I was pretty good because good. the first week was all paid for. I didn't pay for food, yeah. drink or anything. Uh, and the second week we kind of like the hotel wasn't bad. It was like a hundred bucks a night. That's not bad for Tokyo. How many Starbucks did you drink at? I had Starbucks a couple times yeah. because that's where Kage likes to go. My friend, mm -hmm. but is that a do you want to you want to give me shit about no, that? no i love the Starbucks. We, i went to plenty of, star, of other coffee shops. i really want to try the japanese coffee too um uh, first off everything is there everything everything there is better like yeah. if you go to mcdonald's there it tastes Higher better quality. yeah because yeah. they don't have all the fucking weird you know shit that we yeah put into we find a way here. to like yeah that we ruin everything yeah like if you have a breakfast sandwich at mcdonald's in japan it's the fucking greatest sandwich you've ever had i'm not kidding I'm getting passionate about this. <laughs> I, know, I love that you're passionate. Uh, I did want to kind of explain one more story yes. about Japan and why I think it's so amazing. So we're stumbling through uh, this town called Asakusa, which is where we were staying, which is like a shrine temple town. But it's also a lot of tourists go there. Um, and that's where my friend's company is stationed. We're walking through one night and we see this sign that says like sake bar. I'm like, oh, let's go down here and see what this is. We walk in. There's a couple guys in there and, and the bartender. And I'm like, well, let's order some sake. We love sake. And I'm like, do you have any Japanese whiskey? Yes. And and the guy speaks a little bit of English. And so we start talking. And, uh, you know, one thing leads to another. We're all like having a great time. And I'm, I like go out of my way to like introduce myself to the other guys. And then we're all talking. And even if we can't communicate completely, we are understanding each other right. on some level. Mm -hmm. And just simplifying how you speak can help that a lot. Facial expressions, things like that. And uh, they're like, oh, how long are you in town? We're like, oh, we're here for like another three days. Like, oh, you know what? You should come back on Sunday night, our last night there. Come back and uh, we'll, we'll all be here again. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe we'll do that. You know. So we just happened to be in the area again on Sunday night. We're like, let's stop back into the sake bar and say hi to those guys. Okay, let's do it. So we stop in. They had prepared gifts for us after meeting us one night. Aww. They had a bottle of sochu. They had a bottle of sake. And they were like, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, you're here. Okay, Aww. awesome. And one guy runs away. 
out of the bar, comes back with food, like chicken, like uh, like fried chicken, <sighs> and hands us each one. And we're like, wow, what the hell? And it's like, everyone's like introducing us to their friends. They brought their friends. Aww. And then this one guy goes, oh, uh, hold on, hold on. And he like runs away. He's this cute little guy in a kimono, this older man. And he comes back with a huge like onion, like an enormous like onion stalk, like what, like, okay. like a three foot long onion <laughs> and a can of sardines and some crackers. They pull out a frying pan and a little like a uh, portable stove, uh, like a heater, you mm-hmm. know, and they throw the pan on. He puts the sardines in. He cuts up the onion. Oh they're all gosh. working as a fucking team. Right. And everyone's doing their part and they're pouring more drinks and they're buying us drinks and they make us sardine cracker hors d'oeuvres. Then more people come and then he's, oh, uh, we want to buy you this uh, bag of tea. What what uh, what flavor do you want? And it's I feel like, like this is Britney's heaven, too. As you're oh, the, yeah, I feel like this is like losing yeah, it. Was she's like, say. holy fuck. And it's like something that could never happen in America. Right. Because there's too many permits. You can't have have an open flame. Yeah. You can't bring food in from outside. You can't cook, period, without a kitchen. And it's like all these laws, right? And there it was just like, let's just let's make food. have a fucking great family experience. Yeah. And in the end, we made all these great friends. We got gifts. I drew characters of them. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. And that's the kind of thing that can only happen, in my opinion, in a place like Japan. Uh-huh. I'm sure lots of our listeners have experiences like that in other countries. Yes. Yep. But very rarely do I in America stumble down some ra- road, run into a bar and have people end up like, hey, let's all be friends and come back. We got gifts for you. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? It's like it's just such an open, loving uh, world uh, that I've seen. Yeah, I and, agree. And, and that's why I'm fucking obsessed with that culture. I just love I it. think most other cultures, too, when I think of like africa where they do songs and dances like to celebrate different parts of their life like yeah, we're, we're kind of yeah. i mean i know that's mean happening like, like here. lion king <laughs> well, you know, when they hold up their baby and like <laughs> sing a song and no it's just i think a lot of like different cultures find a way to connect in a way that maybe which i'm sure is here and i miss it here because i don't partake in it here yeah. but like it, it's just kind of more common to be doing well i that. just think like the bar experience here is more about like going out and trying to hook up yes or you're or in your get clump drunk of friends or yeah, then, yeah or just be in your little clique and there it's a, a completely different experience like i'm there still are clubs there that you can go to but you know? i love sardines the thought of getting uh, someone to make at you a bar. sardines at yeah a bar. now i'm uh, going to japan yeah. based on oh that. my god and then we went and we saw um we saw them make fake food live you know how like all the restaurants have fake oh, yes, food on the outside and they look and the, so yeah, real yep. they look so fucking real and we saw them make it and my mind was blown she's like she's like mixing a couple like <laughs> creams and lotions and then all of a sudden it's like a hardened thing that looks like ice cream and they made ramen and like a pizza hat and i was like what is happening <laughs> it was so a pizza hat amazing i'm telling you the food looked so real what did uh people think about britney walking down the street because oh. she's a very tall, beautiful... beyonce No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, everyone was like super... I can see them wanting to like take their photos with her. There were a couple like people, honestly. Here's the thing. It's like there were a couple people that wanted to touch her hair. Uh-huh. And people responded to her like, oh, what's your hair? Uh, can I, can I, I love your hair, you know, kind of thing. Really, because they don't have hair like that. Right. Like they don't have a big afro. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I have a picture of the people from the sake <laughs> bar, like uh, caressing her head because <laughs> they wanted to touch her hair so bad. And she was such a good sport, you know, in America, that would be really annoying. But I think yes. there it was almost like, it's like lovely. Please. Like, yeah. You've never been, you've never had this opportunity, I'm sure to like 
You know what I mean? That makes me so happy. Yeah, she had a great time. She did. And and I had a great time and I love it and I'm going back in a month. So And the best part was they hung your meme, your Ryan Lochte. You sent me a picture oh of that. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Which I have to repost this on our Instagram amazing. at some point. Amazing. So I told a story about Ryan Lochte and Michael Phelps swimming and talking Many about times. like Yeah, talking and I got made fun of by Meryl. Well, I told that story in a talk with the Japanese <laughs> and I showed them the photo and I explained the difference between like winners oh and my people gosh. who are watching the winners. And and it's so funny. Months later, I'm there this time. And this guy pulls up his phone and he goes, oh, my home. And, and he shows me a picture and it's his home. It's like he's got all these picture frames of like art he's done and things that inspire him. And right in the I fucking can't. center <laughs> is that picture <laughs> of Ryan Lochte. I can't. I really. That's really, really insane. I loved it. That, and I immediately sent it to you. And yes. I was like, uh-huh. That's very sweet. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I was very good about not contacting you i wanted to save all my thoughts instead of texting you every single minute yeah no no you did good you did good it was really nice to not have to talk to you to be honest mm, i didn't feel that way i miss you a lot yeah I, oh i mean i missed you too uh we did well with covering our podcast our recent episodes uh the page we just had Paige weldon on yeah. and that was a great success people yeah. loved her oh yeah a lot and then we also had dustin nickerson yeah he's amazing too yep he's really good yeah. too but yeah, yeah yeah no i love it i love everyone but i'm just saying the page i'm just laughing because dustin hadn't sh- hasn't shared it and i just wanted to uh see. yeah what i loved um i'm gonna speak freely uh the someone's episode, got to yeah here. the episode with dustin um right away i could tell that you guys were not clicking on, but that's on, beautiful. on, a, on I some that. level. Yeah. I could tell he was kind of like, okay, we like different comedy or we like different things or we yeah. think different things are funny, what, whatever it totally. is. Right? And I could just tell you guys were not going to be forever friends. Right. And I found that to be really funny. Me too. Because I was watching the two of you. And I'm like, oh, he, you like me he to hates, bomb. Yeah, basically. He hates her. Yeah. She's kind of bombing and is, is confused. Like, why the fuck doesn't this guy like yeah. me? Yeah. And I just think like sometimes people don't. I welcome click, that. Right? I've told you that some of my best. Yeah. The so best podcast at the belly up that like fell flat like helped me yeah it's, it's good to feel awkward i, I remember think. you saying like oh i've got these friends i want you to meet you're gonna love them and then i met them and i was like nope not at all <laughs> exactly not at all. you heard me michelle no, uh, you no, love michelle. Just no michelle I goes just, in the pile <laughs> you love michelle <laughs> um uh yeah i was just gonna say i think that's yeah. funny that I don't know. I don't know. No. It's weird. I loved it. I loved every fucking wink of it. But it is funny. He didn't share it. And, you know, maybe he just doesn't. He's just not interested. And that's okay. That's okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll we give him a ticket it. when we're at Coachella yeah. to yeah, come yeah. visit us. And like, <laughs> like the, which is fine. Like I said, it's, no, no, no. I'm just. Oh, my gosh. I'm okay, honestly, anyway, yeah, yeah. we love Dustin. I love Dustin. I, I truly do. And, and I think yeah. uh, I'd rather someone disagree with me than have like no thoughts or no personality. Like I yeah, like his personality and I yeah. think it's great. Yeah. And yeah. Listen to the Paige Weldon episode. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. She's great. Um, oh, my God. Okay, I have so much to tell yeah, you, Yeah, tell too. me. Tell me. Well, besides missing you, I've been really, really busy. Yeah. Um, I like. How's your new job? I love it so much. So, yeah. Uh, Seems like you're good at it. Thank you. I've listened to you a couple times on the radio. I miss you. I'm really having a good time. <laughs> uh, I'm having a real, like, my, I love, love, love my, the host, Chris Cantori. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he is, like, so awesome, and I feel like there's not many people that have his long-term career that would, like, be so welcoming and awesome to me, and, like, he will always be like, yeah, I like this idea, and the kind of, he also lets me rag on him. Like, yeah. it's really unique and awesome how, like, supportive he is and inclusive, sure. and we were even just talking. I think there's going to be like a like billboards of like he's going to be on the billboards coming up and he's just like 
can you like not put my name like he's very very humble and not i think he's been there he's done it you know when he was at a station 91x right. he had a long tenure of kind of being like the radio person in the town hottest thing in yeah town. and i feel like now he's in the zone where he just like really cares about doing good radio and having fun and right. like is a family guy and i just like i love 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 uh working with him i really do and we have added producer ted which yeah. which is the funniest freaking thing so basically Bo and i when we were in Philadelphia at the podcast movement, Chris Cantori, my host now, texted us saying, while you guys are there, go meet this guy, Ted. He works for a podcast company, uh, Westwood One. Right. And what did we do? We pitched our idea for the podcast to Westwood One. We went. We had this big lunch with like you had a cheesesteak and I had like chicken parm. Yeah. And then we went into this booth where we were sweating and yeah. like mad at each other. <laughs> it was hot in there. And you had to like pitch a, a one minute pitch of like why they should like help you with your podcast yes and i was like i don't want to do this exactly and then i felt like i was so excited uh and you even told me like when i when we met ted he was at westwood one the podcast network which like i was just so excited about in general and then finding out that ted lives in san diego and commutes up and back to la i just was like i you told me like that i was really like out of control and i might have blown our chances because of how excited i was and then you just fangirled it oh uh, yeah and nothing wrong with that exactly and then uh I would run into him here and there just at different kind of like industry things. And I at one point messaged, I DM'd Ted and said, um, I'm up and back in L.A. all the time. If you ever want a carpool, like, let me know and drive back and forth. And we didn't really know. We Like, we yeah, had no clue. who. Yeah. He, and of course, like, it was completely innocuous, my intentions. But I think at that time he got the Instagram message and never like answered me back because he has a wife and everything. And so right, it was just right. this random girl like asking if he wants to drive up and back to L.A. To every right. week. And so. I just I felt like I was like, wow, I am overwhelming. And, and so so now he is joined as the producer of our show. And <laughs> but I honestly feel like we have the best like he he's Matt Pinfield's producer. Um, He's produced a whole bunch of like, you know, he's won a whole bunch of awards for stuff that he's worked on. And he really is like I just feel like now Chris Cantori and I can kind of be our silly selves. And now we have this producer that is like so wonderful like we get in every day and there's like sheets worth of content and everything and so i really like love my team and it's oh yeah for people that didn't listen to the past couple episodes it's 100.7 which is kfmb here and i really like it um also at the same time so i'm still doing my podfly stuff so i'm still writing for a bunch of different podcasts and i'm still working on cirque du soleil so basically if he wants to go (laughs) so i have three full-time jobs right now uh, the Cirque thing I signed on, it was like a six month deal. So that ends uh, around April. And it's just like that's I love it. And I love the team so much. But like that's what's kind of like I'm not saying it's killing me because it's not that bad. But every day when I get off air, then I have like a conference call with Cirque and then right. we have different stuff. So I like it. It's just I feel like on certain days when like the Podfly clients need something, Cirque conference it's calls too much. on air stuff, it, it's a little bit too much for Well, that's now, why so. I took 17 days off. You know, I needed you to get to that. Exactly. So now I feel I feel better, but I will be a lot more like uh, a little a little bit more balanced <laughs> when Cirque leaves to, when Cirque doesn't come to town. Are, are you saying that you were balanced before you <laughs> no. took on Cirque? Because I'm going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> I am my Cirque. I have like almost a year and a half worth of episodes no, it's so weird too. you were not. I was going to say, I almost feel different now too. Really? I almost feel like I'm like, I don't know. I almost feel like I'm not the same as when we first started. Really? Yeah. It's Uh-oh. really weird. No, this is going to, we, we evolve and change and grow as people. That's true. That's I'm true. still a freaking mess and, and a whatever, but I feel like I'm like not I don't know how to explain it. Well, time will tell, but we're time will I feel tell. a little bit be- like more um like good. I just feel really good. 
That's great. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like fine in in like many different things. Oh boy, this is this is a hell of a setup because I feel like <laughs> you're like I think I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty good. I and then do. like the next time I see you, like I'm horrible. No, no, no. I've also been in true transparency. Like uh, I think because I've been so busy, I haven't really had to think about like the Pablo thing. You know, right before right. you left, my dog passed away, and it was like really, really tough. And um. But on like the flip end of things, like there's nothing good about him dying, but there is a certain way, which I feel like it's a weird place to be in, but it's like, it's like you have a fist that's like held tight and then someone just like opens it and then everything flies out. But then you have this freedom of kind of like, it's almost like, like who gives a fuck anymore? Like there's a certain relief that I think that comes in caring for something so much and like being like, I hope nothing happens to him. I hope nothing happens to Pablo. And then like, it's like the worst of the worst happens. And then it's kind of like, we thought about that, that way with my grandmother, we're just like, really just uh, untighten this fist. Let's just get rid of her. Just throw her in a river in a bag. (laughs) I would never throw Pablo in a bag, (laughs) but it's almost like, uh, like there was a flash flood warning a few days ago. And there's a part of me that's like, who cares? Everything that I care about is already gone. So like, (laughs) like it's, it's not sad. It's not a sad place to be, but it's like the flip side of like having something that you love so much is then having like really not nothing to care about but like i don't know how to describe it but it's almost like i there's not as much like stress like i can go places and feel a little bit more freedom because like the sure. thing that i care about most like has gone is away dead. yeah is yeah completely yeah i have him in a box at in, home in and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah do you have him uh-huh. in a box yep what kind of box um a beautiful ash box i'm collecting oh, okay. quite a uh, collection he's by of my other bloodhound yeah Jesus. Yeah. If anyone, maybe I should start like a museum of dogs that have boxes or something. I mean, I already have two. Okay. Two is not a collection. Two is like. Two is a few. You could accidentally have two. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I have accidentally have two boxes of ashes in my house. Two is like a maybe (laughs) take a year off before getting a next dog kind of thing. But no, he was donated to, to the vet and then delivered to me in an ash box. So. But other than that, like that's been, um, uh, you know what? I don't trust that. I think they could just send you any ashes. No, I asked. It's, they tag well, yeah, him. Yeah, but I mean, what, it's like you wouldn't know. You wouldn't I would know. know. It's just they just scrape it out of a fireplace and like here you go. No, I go through and look at it. No, the- you can't. <laughs> sorry, I hate to tell you this, but they it probably have such ashes. a yeah. They have stock ash and they just put it in a box and said, "This is your your grandmother or your dog or whatever." And trust us, here's here's also a little gold locket with his paw exactly. print yep. on it. They go to, like, you know what I mean? Ashes are us and ask yeah, for like the, yeah, dis- yeah. the bulk they buy from Costco. They're not, yeah, they're probably just throwing that thing in the dumpster. And let's see, what else? I had one funny story for you. Uh, we have been adjusting. I know you want to hear this. This is like, I know, I know, you're so funny. This is the most. <laughs> I look like, I just so you know, listeners, I look like the Cheshire cat right now. I'm so excited because I really just want to get to the juicy relationship stuff. Yeah, the juicy relationship Because I know there's stuff. some shit going on. There is. There definitely is. Um, Let's get to at it. At first, so Jack had like an overreaction to me, what I would qualify as an overreaction. Like he ha- is in morning radio on 94.9 and like a, right. the producer of that show. Their, their show is awesome. Like they are they're awesome family. people. I love they're, them. They're, they're a great funny, show. Hysterical. I love those guys. Yes, exactly. And it was weird at first for me taking this job be- on his end because I, it's a competitive morning radio right. station. It's I'm par- so ingrained to his Another radio world station, and, yep. same time slot. You're now the co-host. He's yes. a producer and he's like, you know, you don't even want to be a co-host kind of thing. Right. Like you were never looking to be a co-host. Now you're a competing co-host of my show that I produce. It's like, what the fuck? Exactly. And we live in the same room. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Most uh, of the time. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So one um, of the things he adamantly said was, 
you know, he had laid out some of his concerns, at, at which point I kind of batted them all the way right, and, and kind right. of turned it into why it's a good opportunity. And one of the main concerns is we are going to like battle for content. We're going to have the same content. Right. At which point I like kind of flipped my hair. I'm like, you can have all your content. Like I, I'm a content stream. It pours right in. Like, don't be afraid, <laughs> you know, like latch onto whatever right. you want to. And, and you have different takes on things. Exactly. And, and, and of course, it's not the most perfect situation, you know, like, right. but it is an, a situation that. Typically, I can't imagine someone is flipping back and forth to two different talk shows. You wouldn't think. But I guess. Yeah, you wouldn't think. And and I have, I told him from the beginning, like, the ridiculous stuff, like, us stopping the ride at Universal Studios. You know, I yeah. said, that is my podcast that has always been here. Right. You know, like, I, I think of, like, I this is, like, where I unload. You're, you're uh, honest to God, truth, truth. Yes, yes. Yeah, this is who to God you truth. really are. And on the radio, you've got to censor yourself because... You can't talk about sucking a black stripper's dick. Right. Not right. yet. And Give I it a few that. months. Yeah, yeah. I get uh, that. I was going to say, at one point, I did, the only thing I've, not, I didn't get in trouble, but I kind of got like uh, shepherded. I mean, and Chris is so awesome and wonderful, but we did a break on like how much money would be enough to change your life. And I forgot, like, I forgot kind of like where I was, you know, I'm on San Diego radio. And so, but I forgot and I said like, 60 grand would be enough to like get me out of here and get a down payment in, L- in LA and <laughs> Sherman Oaks. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. And then Chris was like, maybe just like, you know, keep, keep with the fact that you live in San Diego and you're proud to be here. And I'm like, Oh yeah, got it. Got it. Got it. So <laughs> I didn't get like in trouble, but it was more, I keep on forgetting. Yeah. That, you've like, got to remember that you've got the, the most San Diego pride and everyone listening yes. wants to be in San Diego and they're happy to be here. And to be not honest, like, that's, I hate this place. Yeah, that has been the only, only, only thing that is not like a million percent authentic and that I struggle with. Like everything else I feel like is completely me and I am not a weird there's no difference but the only thing is like my it's it came at a time where I was like I mean it's like an actor yeah I mean you can't assume that the people on radio are telling you the 100% truth all the time right they're playing to a certain character that they've been have created over time exactly and so you are going to be as much you as possible but sometimes you've got to hold back which isn't you right I know and I want to tell people that I need that down payment in Sherman Oaks (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so and and it wasn't even like it was I mean some people might have thought that was funny there also honestly maybe some people listening that are like yeah I I plan to do that too one day but like so anyway so so uh we kind of, you know, time has been going by and it's been getting a lot better because I think Jack saw the earth wasn't going to fall apart and right. the, the bottom of his life wasn't going to fall off instead. Your success was not his failure. Not at all. In fact, he was seeing that we were on like a very similar schedule. Yeah. He saw that like just kind of were, were I don't know. There, well, financially, you'll get better. And, yeah. yeah there was, and there was even sense. more stuff to talk about. I understand like as, as his role, I now see how much like a producer has to do. So I have a little bit more like leniency on him and I just right. like... I don't know. There hasn't been anything bad until yesterday. Uh, we did because I just feel like basically, you know, on a random weeknight, there's not much to talk about of like, you know, what's new. And basically, I just get off of work. I work on my podfly stuff. I work on my Cirque stuff. Like, not a lot happens, you know, of crazy magnitude yeah. but to talk about. But basically, Chris was kind of like, okay, talk about what happened the night before. So what happened the night before was that Jack and I made chicken pot pie noodles <laughs> for dinner. And then I wanted to have sex and we did have sex and it was, it was good. But like, um, basically like, I love that you pair sex with like some of the worst food. So that was our break. That was, it was, that was my take basically was saying that that's what happened. And, uh, and we ate chicken pot pie noodles. And then I said we had sex and like, it all looked the same to me. Like, I, don't oh. know. <laughs> I had, some, I had some oh weird, I couldn't tell which was which. And I just, oh my I had God. some, some, it wasn't, it was a, let's have beef stroking off and then stroke <laughs> it off. off. And yeah. So it was a very quick, like, what did you do? What did you do? Type of thing. It wasn't like a big long call in for this segment, you know, right. a very quick thing. 
What I didn't know was I had my phone off, and when I checked my phone, Jack texted me and said, we're going to be talking about the, the chicken pot pie and the sex <laughs> coming up in five minutes. And it was already after we did it. And so then I guess like his take on it was kind of like from his perspective, as if she expects me to make this dinner full of heavy cream and then like get naked and all this kind of stuff. So it was from his like the performance angle, whereas mine was just kind of like, ha ha, you know, it all, right, whatever. So, right. so a listener tweeted at at jack saying um like your story i liked your pot pie story it was much funnier because i know that i know now that meryl told her version of it so it was very it's like, like he heard both stories yeah 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 oh, so man. so you know so jack texted me a screenshot of that and he wrote like this is a problem and so <laughs> <laughs> which i of course texted to you yeah you sent <laughs> right like, to me and i was like oh this is great and i'm like this is more content yeah. <laughs> and so so we had plans to meet to, at the zoo and go to the zoo the whole time and so i knew that he was going to arrive at the zoo huffing and puffing and angry at me. And I just, I had already kind of built up a case in my mind of like, this is not a problem. Like everybody chill. It's not a problem. There's if it a isn't lot of a content. I think people would actually think it's funny that there's two people on yeah. morning radio. Yeah. Like, I think that's funny and it's who cares. It and is funny. And actually it's a sitcom waiting to it happen. It is. That's what I told him. I said, think of it in ter- like an observational view of it is very funny. But I mean, and this is not to put anybody down I and mean, not to put Jack down, but maybe he's just not a, uh, a positive thinker in that way where he looks yeah. at everything and is like, Oh, this is why this won't work. And you're looking at it like, this is why it will work. Yes. And in a way, I think that is, I think you and I both have that. Like sometimes we're, we can look at things from a d- d- detached point of view where yeah. sometimes it would probably benefit me to like be more in, and <laughs> think of it. In, but instead it's almost like, is this funny? And, and if it is, then like, I, I don't even mind like the awkwardness or the bad of it, you sure. know, cause I like what's funny better. So we met at the zoo and he was all upset and everything. And basically we were right by the flamingos and he said, I told you this would happen. I told you. And I just, I was kind of like, I know. And we, he misread what I was saying and he thought like, so, so I was saying, uh, look like this guy's listening to me first and then going to you meaning like i'm sending you people you're you know it's he i'm not it's not like our show is that riveting that like right. he's only staying on us i said if anything look this is just showing you people can do both or that they're listening to us sure, and they go to you sure. whereas he thought i was like saying like darling they're listening to me first and then you which oh I, boy so he yelled at me in the middle of the zoo and he screamed like he said something like oh aren't you like a media darling <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and then at that point i just i like fell to my knees laughing because i'm like a media darling like what in the world are you t-? And at this point we're walking towards the reptiles now we're fine <laughs> the boa constrictor is like swinging around the tree and i'm just like what are you even talking about and then i said like i was kind of like no because my ego isn't like attached to this job the way that yours is you know it was just getting worse yeah. and worse by like, the iguanas yeah. and the skinks <laughs> and the, and so this and so um we finally settled it and I just said, look, like if you want to do the weird thing and we can like talk about what we're going to talk about, I will gladly kind of like yield to you. And like on the podcast, of course, everything's fair game. But on the radio, like I have enough faith in myself that I can if something's not available, like I can come up with five more things, not in an arrogant way, just in like a I have faith kind of way. But like but I also think, too, that's not going to work out. And how are we going to know? And then I, I just think it puts too much pressure to be <laughs> to, to again, to be more inauthentic. I think yeah. that you guys each have your own perspective of things. You're not the same person. And what he sees and what you see are going to be different in the way that you tell that story. Right. And I just feel like this is an additional amount of drama that you guys do not need. I know. And and if if <laughs> I love Jack, yes. I love you, but if you guys can't fucking grow up in mm-hmm. this way, it's like come on guys. 
Come on. I know. Then I really just want to be like, then you guys don't belong together. Right. And that's a very harsh thing to say. Right. Because I want you guys to work Mm -hmm, it out. mm -hmm. But like these kinds of things, you should never look at your partner as your competition. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. That's not healthy. Right. You should want to share and enjoy. And I understand like there have been brothers who are on opposite football teams that play each other. And of course, on the day of the game, they want to win. But at the end of the day, they're still brothers. Right, you right. Know, they're not trying to sabotage the other one's game. Exactly, yeah. You know, yep. so it's like, let's both shine. There's room exactly. for us. And I do think, and there are moments of that, and we're working towards one thing like we're also really like dealing with is just like, he kind of wants to know, there was kind of talk of like when the Cirque job ends, we both know on some level I will then fill it with like either Something another else. more. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm uh, now this, I've been so busy that it has taken away from my other stuff that I was working on, which was like writing sure. the pilot stuff. Sure. And, you know, I have a, a gazillion one things. And so he kind of wants assurance that I will be available. And I like, you know, I, I don't know. So it's just kind of like, it's trying to balance what everybody needs and it's, it's definitely, it's not a struggle in the way that it's not worth it. Cause I love him so much. I but don't know why you would buy a race car and then park it in the garage all the time. What do you mean? I mean, you're the race car. Oh, you got to let that thing drive. You got to so rev sweet. those engines and but, open but it up. But the garage needs like a race car in it. Or, uh, okay. I mean, maybe it needs some covering sometimes. That's so sweet to say. If you can't get in the car and drive <laughs> it, why did you buy it? You yeah. Know what I mean? You just want a thing. You just want to see this pretty thing sitting there. That's, that's yeah. assuming that people will assume, like, think of you as a pretty. Thing. I run on Valvoline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he thinks uh, you I'm run on Vaseline, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I just think that there's no, there's no point. Like, let people shine. Uh, otherwise, yeah. you're gonna. You, if you guys don't figure that part out, then honestly, you're gonna get to a point where you just go. Yeah, I gotta drive. I gotta right. drive, and I'm just gonna go. And I think we're I'm having. Not gonna, those... I'm not gonna wait to to. Uh, not you got one fucking life. I know. Get out there. If your partner is holding you back, get the fuck no, out. And he's no, like, no, no. I'm not saying you. I'm saying yeah. that everyone listening yeah. is like, if your partner is holding you back, like why? Why are they doing that? What is the benefit of that? You guys should both be looking at each other and trying to make each other's experience and each other's lives better. And if that isn't happening, then fucking own up to it and get out. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Drive away that I feel car. that way. And I've had enough bad relationships where I was like, well, I don't want to make that person feel bad. And it's like bullshit. Go be you. Yes. And if that's not okay with that other person, then that's not the right, right person. And it definitely is okay. I almost feel like he would want to be like a house husband. Like if I could provide yeah. enough money for us. Yeah. And I am so like, I just feel like I'm at the tippy or like the beginning of a career, you know? Yeah. And so like, I know you're you feel so that talented. Aww. You have so much to oh, offer. You. Do not cage yourself at all. I was just actually telling this to Brit. I was like, I'm so appreciative of her because she never, and I've had people do this. She never is like, uh, don't say that. Don't be that oh, way. Yeah. Kind yeah, of yeah. like, like you're embarrassing yeah. me. And I'm just like, well, that's who I am. Right. And, and, and she's never done anything like that. She's always like almost, almost like, throwing (laughs) throwing kindling on the fire like burn it down you know and i really appreciate that and if there's anything that's going to keep me around it's going to be that kind of mentality which is like i like who you are you're different than me go 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 yes exactly and i think our our fundamental thing which will either help us work well for like a life together or not is that like you know jack will prefer like bonfires and chess and tea and i like and so we just have it's like different things, but like a lot of love. So it's, it's okay to have different yeah, th- things yeah. and like different. Some people like naps and some people are like, I like to be up all day. Yes, and that's yep. okay if you're different, as long as you both respect it. Right. The minute it gets difficult is when 
clearly the other person isn't respecting that thing that right. you appreciate. And, and, then, and you're a busy person. Yes. You are a sports car. And that's not to say that he's some clunky, you know, no. uh, Winnebago. Right. No, I'm he's just a sports saying, car like, too. Yeah. He's his own sports car. But yes. like you need to be driving at a similar speed yeah. and understand yep. like we're going to the same place. Exactly. Yeah. So until then, we'll just stuff ourselves with pot pie noodles. Oh, my God. Talk, and have, the enti- have like there hundreds of nothing, thousands of people listen to it. There is nothing more unsexy in my mind than thinking about you two <laughs> eating pot pie and then fucking. Pot like pie noodles. Right after. Pot egg pie, noodles. What do you mean pot pie noodles? You take noodles and then you put like peas, like the make the innards of pot pie. So there's no crust. No, no it's crust. It's just creamy, thick, noodly With egg something. noodles. Yeah, it's really uh, good, you guys. Ooh. I want to slather your body with this. That's is that what you guys say? <laughs> I want to put this cream all over <laughs> your body with these peas and carrots and burk. No, thank you. So that's it. More to come soon. Oh man. I know. Oh it's, man. I know. I know. You love it, and you're I, so. You're no, I. I just see. I see a problem uh-huh. that I think is easily fixed. Uh huh. But it's going to be a fundamental change. Yes. For. This relationship yes. it has to be exactly. and if it doesn't happen, it's going to get toxic. Yes. And then you're going to resent him uh-huh. and he's going to resent you. Uh-huh, go on. And, I'm turned on now. Yeah. <laughs> and then the pot pie starts getting made. I'm so into resentment. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah, but right. it's all good. Well, like I said, it's kind of like, I don't know. I feel this weird, like even in the past, I've felt like clingy about stuff uh i don't know i just i feel like an overall feeling of like it's going to be okay no matter what like yeah almost no matter what i don't know but just make sure you're challenging yeah things as well don't uh-huh. don't don't sit there and be like i don't even think about it it's like no i definitely you need think to about be, it. You be you need to be aware of your surroundings so that you don't wake up in 10 years and go oh wait a minute i haven't been happy for 10 years because yeah. of this you right know? Make sure that you're being vocal, which I know you are. Mm-hmm. On, on I'm a sometime, vocal ass bitch. Yeah, sometimes to your own fault. Mm-hmm. But like, Dustin eh. Nickerson. Oh, <laughs> my God. How much cutting out am I going to have to do? Cut. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, try- I'm, I'm, I'm starting a beef. In. You could. I love him. Uh, no, not love. This is the voice I think. We got to get out of here. Okay. We'll do some segments later on. Yeah, we're I'll come over some, in a few days and we'll do another episode. We've got some exciting episodes coming up for yes, you. Yes, we so sure do. We will see you guys soon. Until then, sayonara. <laughs> Bye. Bye, This episode of Campfire Shit Show was produced by Bo Hufford and Meryl Climo. It was edited by Bo Hufford, and the theme song was composed and sang by your friendly camp director, me, PB and J. If you've got a question, or you want to be the next camper of the week, email us at campfireshitshow at gmail.com. Say hi to Bo and Meryl on Instagram at campfireshitshow, and please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Well, kids, it's time to pack up the camp and put out the fire. But don't you worry. We'll see you soon on another episode of the Campfire Shit Show.